Today's program is entitled YouTube Censorship. My guest today and I spoke last week on the telephone about the possibility of YouTube censorship. Initially, when he and I spoke, he was tight-lipped and reluctant to talk about it, and I detected a little sadness in his voice. But after hearing his story, my intuition was accurate. So I believe it's time that our guest comes forward and tells the millions of his followers, what happens to someone when they're blacklisted and censored on YouTube? I'd like to introduce today my guest, he's returning, none other than researcher Stefan Sindoni. Stefan, since 2010, there has been a great deal reported about the censorship on YouTube. What can you tell us about this? Well, again, thank you, Internet Guy, for having me on the show today. I'll begin by calling it the YouTube syndrome. And what I mean by that is my videos went from hundreds of thousands of views down to less than 50 to 100 views per video. My counters used to work. And then as I type things into the uh, description box, the uh, descriptions mysteriously disappear. I would type my tags in. And when I went back to check my tags, to list my videos, mysteriously all my tags were missing. Videos that I had uh, placed as public became private. My password had been hacked. And that's just the beginning of things. I uh, contacted YouTube many, many times, but never could I get a response back from them. I even tried to get involved with the monetary program for monetization and I never got a response back. So these are some of the things that I have experienced in the last four years. Now, my counters hardly move whatsoever. I can't find my videos listed to any other videos. And when I do find my videos listed to other videos, the ones that are populated on the list may have uh, hundreds or thousands of views, and mine has less than 100. So it's easy to see that my rights are being violated on YouTube. Well, Stefan, it's easy to see that being a social activist does have its disadvantages. I recently read that YouTube has uh, things now in a safety mode, censoring uh, the majority of many of subjects. Uh, example, uh, UFOs and uh, people who talk about ancient history and uh, controversial conspiracy people, uh, people like David Icke as well, or uh, Alex Jones, and people of that nature. 
But the point of the matter is, it is freedom of speech, and it is a form of entertainment. So if you don't like the shows, then don't listen to them. Don't watch them. Don't download them. And that's pretty much what I would have to say about it. But because it is entertainment and because we do have freedom of speech, it is our right to be able to express ourselves on YouTube. And it isn't fair when people, whoever they are, decide that they're going to be the Internet police and stop us from exchanging information. And it is unfortunate that over the years, many friends and family members and fans have talked to me about it and talked to me about the unfairness of having my video counters not work, not being able to send me messages or, or make comments and or even share videos and embed them and t time to time have the links not work or my videos stop in the middle of the video or audio not being available. And I say to those who are doing these things that it's only making me more popular as a result of the fact that someone is afraid of some of the things I've put out there. And they could be in high places. But the way I look at it is I don't report the news. I don't in investigate the news. I don't write the news. And the research that I usually do is pretty much uh, accurate. So for those who try to stop the conveyance of uh, forward thinking or people that are outside of the box, then they're really damaging their cause because it just makes people more uh, inquisitive as to the nature, as to why they're not able to listen to and view these videos and why they're off limits. Well, you're absolutely right, Stefan. And once I saw the disparagement with your videos from high numbers to very low numbers, and I realized after watching a number of videos and not seeing the counters move myself, that there is definitely a uh, conspiracy out against you. I hate to use that word, but there is a, a group out there, whoever they are, that are trying to stop uh, people from realizing that you do have a lot of views. I notice you have a number of websites, and for example, Sindoni Productions, where you have well over 4 million views. I know you've got Webflix Guy, and there's about 3.5 million views on that site. And you've got a new site, I believe, on Stephens World TV that has probably, I think, uh, last I viewed, 12,000 views that you just started. And I realized, looking at the videos and the counters, uh, Someone is doing their best to have them stuck in the mud. I'd have to say stuck in quicksand is more like it. <laughs> Didn't mean to laugh. I was laughing with you and not at you, but you could be a funny guy at times, I noticed on your site. You do have a comedic side about you, and you've got a deadpan way of showing it. Well, I've found that, that the best way to diffuse anger or frustration is to, uh, to joke about it or laugh about it and not take it so seriously. That kind of works for me. Well, it's true, though. There's not much that you can do with YouTube. Uh, the fact that, as you told me, that you can't get a hold of them by telephone. You cannot get a hold of them by email. They don't respond. And pretty much... Most everyone you speak to 
has the same sentiments of being frustrated with YouTube and not being able to share anything with them. So I guess humor is the best way to go about it. Well, Internet Guy, the reason I agreed to this interview today was to be able to give this information to other people who may be frustrated who are having similar problems with YouTube and feel like they don't know what to do or no one's listening or they just just don't know. They just don't know, and it definitely is something that uh, needs to change. And I think by having shows like this should help, and people should write to YouTube or email them or force them to deal with the subject. Stefan, can you give out your websites again? So for people out there who'd like to see your videos and actually see whether your counters move or not, can you share those websites with our viewers right now? Yes, I most certainly will. One of my sites is youtube.com forward slash Sindoni Productions. That's S-I-N-D-O-N-I-P-R-O-D-U-C. T-I-O-N-S. Another site on YouTube would be Webflix Guy. That's W-E-B-F-L-I-X-S-G-U-Y. And my third site is Steppens World TV. S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S-W-O-R-L-D-T-V. Super. Thank you. I'd like to switch gears if we can. In our last conversation, you briefly spoke about the Sindoni Syndrome. Can you tell the viewers and listeners what you mean by the Sindoni syndrome? Well, what I'd like to do is simplify for the listening audience what I mean by a syndrome. Let's just start with a definition from the dictionary if we can. A syndrome refers to the traits that suggest the presence of a disease or indicates a greater likelihood of developing the disease. So when the body is not right or it's at dis-ease, Usually something is troubling you. So I call it Sindoni syndrome when something's not right or I have to investigate something. I get that feeling in my stomach that something's rotten in Denmark, which usually ends up meaning somehow someone has lied to me. Can you give our listeners an example of what you're talking about? Well, I'd have to go back to the beginning when I was a young lad, and one of the first things I remember is uh, the Santa Claus Syndrome. And that's where I was told by my parents that if I was good for Christmas, Santa Claus would leave me gifts under the tree. Well, lo and behold, when I was about seven years old, it was about midnight, and I noticed that my father was Santa Claus. He was the one who was putting the gifts underneath the tree. And that definitely was a wake-up call. And that was the first indication I had of what Sindoni syndrome meant, that feeling in my stomach that I'd been lied to. And not long after, my parents introduced the Tooth Fairy. And as I asked more questions and I became more inquisitive, I was told that if I didn't go to sleep, the boogeyman would get me. And to dumb me down even further, there were the nursery rhymes. Yeah, nursery rhymes, fairy tales, and then the comic books. I mean, they really tried to confuse me. And then there was Catholic school, and they handed me down the creation story. Adam and Eve. And as I got into high school, 
There was Darwinism, evolution, telling me that we evolved from a monkey. I mean, how dumbed down, how low could we go? And then there was the books in school I was told that I needed to read. Example, the story of Daniel Webster selling his soul to the devil. I mean, really. It was like the limbo. How low can I go? I guess you could have went to hell, Stefan. No, the trip I booked didn't include hell. I was going to another place, paradise maybe, but I wasn't going to hell, that's for sure. You know, when I was growing up, it was the evil empire, the Soviet Union, that the world was worried about and that everyone was going to war to fight the evil imperialistic nature and communism. But it was all a lie, as we later learned, similar to the boogeyman. I mean, really, things have really got out of control. People are really dumbed down. I could walk around any city and bet just about anyone that they can't tell me who America was named after. Stefan, I'm embarrassed to say I don't know who America was named after either. I see your point. And for those of you listening, the point I'm making is simply that people today need to be more aware of what is going on in the world around them. Yes, that is a very good point. We as a people need to be in the moment and not be distracted by all the confusion around us. Internet guy, here's another example of the dumbed-down syndrome. What team does Kobe Bryant play for? Who is the quarterback for the Denver Broncos? And who is Vanna White? What you're describing sounds like a question you would hear on Jeopardy. The media is good at diverting attention away from important issues, putting out reality TV news about celebrities or Hollywood actors. Let's ring the bell. I think I've solved the puzzle, Stefan. And I'd like to add another to the list, and that is the sensational syndrome. Create a story that takes up a month of network coverage. Now I'm going to add one to the list. Let's call it the sidebar syndrome. And we can caption it, much to do about nothing. And then we can market it like a Seinfeld episode, because we all know America is filled with the Lanes and Costanzas and Kramers. It would be comical, because we all can identify with the characters. And everybody's in so much of a hurry, going nowhere fast. No one reads anymore. It's I owe, I owe, so off to work I go. It's the dumbing down of America. Stefan, it reminds me of what you said earlier about nursery rhymes. Most everyone listening can remember at least one nursery rhyme. And some of you out there listening can probably recite a nursery rhyme line for line. Personally, I can still remember little Jack Horner who sat in the corner, eating his curds and whey. And if I stop there, most all of you listening can probably fill in the next line. Sad but true. And finally, there's the bullshit syndrome. If it's too good to be true, it probably isn't. And everyone out there should think for themselves and don't be fooled. Trust but verify. And by all means, look for alternative news sources. Stefan, I must say you're a quite interesting individual. 
I'd like to thank you for coming on again to the show. Well, thank you, Internet Guy, for having me. This is one show that's been four years in the making. I thought I would never do it, and uh, so I have you to thank for allowing me the platform to speak about these things and sharing it with the public. So again, thank you, and thank you, everyone, who support me, who go to my websites, who go to my videos and watch things I produce throughout the years. And if you like anything that I've shared with you, Pass it on to someone else because it's entertainment and it's freedom of thought and it's there for you to enjoy for the many, many years to come. I'd like to thank you, the listener, and as always, your host, the Internet Guy. Oh, my God.